Welcome to Televis Goodness. What do cows put on their hot dogs? What do cows put on their hot dogs? I don't know. Mustard. Mustard. <laughs> That's our oldest son, John Hudson. He brings a lot of laughter into our home. But his life has also taken us on a unique journey of seeing God's goodness even when things aren't good. In season one, we heard of God's goodness and salvation. But can we continue to tell of God's goodness even in the midst of trials? I'm your host, Carrie Stafford. In 2016, John Hudson was diagnosed with a severe heart defect. As I retell our story through my journals, prayers, and letters, my hope is that you will join me in saying yes, even in the midst of my trials. God is good. Episode 11 of Season 2, Your Advocate January 9th, 2016, a letter to John. My dearest John, we serve a faithful God who knows our needs and knows our frame. Let me list out the ways he's been faithful throughout your little life so far. Dad's work. Up until October, your dad was working at Regions Bank. They were strict on hours and he couldn't take extra time for lunch or for appointments. You should have seen him in the waiting room while we waited to see you on the sonogram for the very first time. He knew he needed to leave to get back to work, but we hadn't even been called back yet. He talked to the two ladies at the front desk twice, trying to get us back there more quickly. Thankfully, he got to see you on the sonogram. You were just 10 weeks at that time before running out of the door for work. With that said, had the Lord not led your dad to a different job with more flexible hours, he wouldn't have been with me when we got the difficult news about your heart, and it would have been much more difficult for him to come with me to all of our other appointments since then. We are both very thankful how the Lord led him to a different job in his perfect timing. Insurance Due to this job change, between that first sonogram appointment and all of our many other appointments, we changed insurance coverage for both of us. I was at that point covered under an insurance policy that would cover every penny of all of our many future appointments, as well as when you were born, including your surgeries. Under our previous coverage, we had ended up having to pay over $700 for one appointment. Yikes. We didn't understand why it happened the way it did at the time, but once we heard about your heart condition, we knew it was by God's grace he led us in that direction for this season. Dad feeling you kick for the first time. When we went back to see the specialist two days after hearing about your heart condition, we received difficult information to process. The doctor informed us that it could just be something we monitor or it could mean you only had a few days or weeks left to live. I had just started to feel you kick, and that next day after the appointment, Thursday, December 3rd, I asked the Lord for a special gift. I asked if he would allow your daddy to feel you kick. That very night, as we were sitting on the couch, you began to kick. I put your daddy's hand on my stomach, and he felt the soft little kick three times. It was such a sweet gift from God and a clear answer to such a specific prayer giving us Psalm 112, verse 7. A day or so before the appointment, when we heard about your heart condition, the Lord showed me Psalm 112, verse 7. 
He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. I remember calling your dad and telling him how wonderful it was that as a child of God, we never have to be afraid of bad news because we know that God is in control and working all things for our good and his glory. I told him that I knew this verse doesn't say that we will never receive bad news because the Bible clearly says we will walk through trials, but that we don't have to fear bad news. Then your dad reminded me that he had shared this same verse with me a few weeks before that. Whoops. Sometimes you need the spirit to teach you something, even after someone else has already shared it with you. But it really was the first thing that came into my mind as the doctor was telling us about your heart condition. Yes, I still cried in the doctor's office, but your dad and I were able to comfort each other with this truth and even share what we were discussing with our doctor. We were very thankful the Lord was preparing us for that moment even before we realized it. Medical Connections Kelsey, Spencer, the Bars. The Lord has provided many connections. My dear friend Kelsey was a nurse for a pediatric doctor who saw children with heart defects, and she's a great resource to have. I have a mutual friend, I actually sang in her wedding a couple of years ago, Spencer, who is the lead nurse in the unit you'll be in, the PCICU. Then the Barr family is a sweet family who lived next to Biba and Paul, my parents, for four years or so, which was during the same time that I lived with my parents after college. I would go over there to milk their cow occasionally, and my good friend Cindy worked as their farm help, so I got pretty close to this family. It just so happens, God's sovereignty, that Dr. Barr is the chair of the pediatric unit at Blair Batson Children's Hospital. And when he practices as an MD, he is typically in the PCICU. When they found out about your heart, they talked with me and told me to call or email anytime about anything. This is such a blessing from the Lord. Having Dr. Reeves and getting Dr. Shiflett. Dr. Reeves was my first doctor, who was the one who first informed us of your heart condition. She knew we were Christ followers, and she herself is a believer, so she was very encouraging and helpful as we heard the news and transitioned over to UMMC doctors. She is actually the one who told us that we had a better understanding of God's love toward us, that he was willing to sacrifice his own son for filthy sinners, now that we understand the depth of love you can have for your child. Also, once I found out I would be transitioning to a UMMC doctor, I asked a good friend who was familiar with the doctors about which one to request. He told me to request Dr. Shiflett. Before I even had the chance to let Dr. Reeves know that I wanted to request Dr. Shiflett, I got a call from UMC letting me know that I would be seeing Dr. Shiflett for the remainder of my pregnancy. God is so good. The December 18th devotional from Biba. The morning of our appointment with Dr. Shores, fetal cardiologist from UMC, my work got canceled so I went to Biba's to spend the morning helping her decorate her Christmas tree until it was time for our 12 a.m. appointment. When I arrived, she told me she wanted to show me what she read in her upper room devotional that morning. The devotional for that day, Friday, December 18th, was about Mary, but the prayer focus was women who are having complications in pregnancy. When I saw this, I was amazed and so comforted by the Lord. He clearly knew and was clearly with us through all of this. He didn't just know because the doctors informed him. He knew all along. 
This devotional was made, I'm sure, more than a year before that day, and he saw it fit for the authors of that devotional to allow that day's devotional to fit perfectly in for our situation, for my mother to read it, and then for me to go over there so she could give it to me before I went into the appointment where we would first hear the phrase critical aortic stenosis. Isn't God good? He is clearly with us and knows what we need. The comfort and help we've received from our body of believers and family. I can't begin to explain to you how many prayers have been prayed for us, encouraging texts, emails, calls sent our way, and so much more from family and our body of believers. Daniel and Rebecca Trotter, a sweet couple from our church, even offered up a key and room to their house during the months you were in the hospital because they only live three minutes away from the hospital. The Stafford family gathered around us on Christmas Day to pray for you. John Hudson, you are already very loved and prayed for. Also, God has awakened me to my new role as your mama, John Hudson's Advocate. As I talked with Mary Gresham Barr, Dr. Barr's wife, she told me that our role as your parents is to be your advocate. When we are at our appointments or any time throughout this process, we are your voice. We ask as many questions as we want and request whatever we feel you may need. A few days later after this conversation, while my friend Lydia was praying for you at a morning prayer gathering, I felt the Lord bringing to my mind my new role as your mother. I am to be not only an advocate for you at the doctor's office, but I am to be a spiritual advocate for you, to labor for you and wrestle with God for your life and soul in prayer. I have decided that I am going to advocate daily until your birth that God would completely heal your heart before you enter this world, while at the same time acknowledging and trusting that He is good and His way is perfect no matter what He may choose to do. James tells us that we have not because we ask not, so I'm going to ask. I'm going to advocate on your behalf to our gracious Heavenly Father for your complete healing while trusting His perfect plan. You are so very loved, my dear son. Two quick thoughts for those in a difficult medical journey with your child. So one, I mentioned the insurance policy above. If you don't know this already, this is really helpful information. If your child has a severe medical condition, he or she may apply for a type of Medicaid called Disabled Child Living at Home. If you have not heard about this and you don't know what I'm talking about, reach out to a social worker to discuss your options. And for those who aren't in this world, just to give you a little perspective, uh, John Hudson has been on this type of Medicaid since he was born. And um, one month he got kicked off of this Medicaid and we had to renew it. We were able to get it back covered through the time he was off of it. But the one month he was off, um, he was around three years old and I was getting my typical monthly text from the pharmacy that informed me one of his medicines was ready for pickup. I would get these texts every other week or so. This time, the text update, which usually said, 
Your refill is ready for pickup. It included this line. Your refill is ready for pickup. The total cost is $8,374.85. <laughs> yes, you heard me right. This one bottle of medication that we get refilled about once a month would be over $8,000 without the help of the insurance he has. So I'm leaving you on a cliffhanger because that's a story for another day about how it all got resolved and how the Lord provided. But I say all this to praise the Lord for how he helped us get in with the Medicaid system without even realizing we were doing it. Really, truly, we had no idea it was happening. (laughs) And uh, he was just providing in our complete ignorance. And to encourage parents who have received a diagnosis for their child, reach out to your social worker at your hospital to discuss financial help and insurance policies. My second encouragement is to be an advocate for your child. This comes naturally to some mama bears out there, but I am more of a yes sir, yes ma'am kind of person. I'm not really quick to under uh, to question authority or the experts or to dig into things for myself and speak up about it. But it's now the role we've been given as a parent to a medically needy child. So if you don't feel absolutely sure that something is right for your child, or if you feel something could be done differently, that would be better. Speak up, pray for your child, ask God to give you wisdom and boldness and clarity and speak for your child and what they need. Well, this leads me into my encouragement for all listeners, whether you have a child with medical needs or not, an advocate is someone who pleads on someone else's behalf. I advocate for my children because I care deeply for them. When they are in need, I'm in need. When they hurt, I hurt. I love them and want what's best for them. I will put my own needs aside. I'll even put my own life down to make sure they're provided for and protected. Do you know that you have an advocate who cares for you as fiercely as you care for your child? 1 John 2, 1-2 says, My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin, so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the Righteous. How does Jesus advocate for us? What needs do we have that he would need to plead on our behalf? Oh my, where would I even begin? Let's start with our greatest need, forgiveness. Our sin not only separates us from God, but when we stand before God in judgment, we will be judged according to our sin and will be rightly punished with the wrath of God towards sin, eternal punishment. Oh, I hope you see so clearly why you need an advocate. Jesus Christ didn't just speak up for us. He became our way of forgiveness by dying on the cross for our sins. 2 Corinthians 5.21 is one of my favorite verses, and it tells us that God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to become sin that we might become righteous. He met our greatest need through his death and resurrection. And guess what? 
He continues to meet this need every moment of every day. Hebrews 7.25 tells us that Jesus is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. He's advocating for his people as we speak. He not only meets our most important need, but he also meets our every need. He doesn't just do it heartlessly because it's like what he was told to do. He advocates or mediates for us with compassion and sympathy. Hebrews 4, 15 through 16, great verses. They tell us that we do not have a high priest who's unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. He's able to sympathize with our weakness. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Praise to the living God who loves us with an everlasting love. Let's be children who are quick to draw near to him to receive his gifts of forgiveness, his help, and his grace. Thanks for joining me today. And at the end of my life, when they ask me why I was different, I will testify with all